This episode examines the 22nd Psalm, which Jesus quotes in Mark 15. Jesus uses some of his last few breaths before he dies to cry out a quote from this lament psalm. In our 700 seconds, we are going to consider what God might be doing when it appears as if God has abandoned God's people and how we can respond to those times faithfully. You're listening to 700 Seconds in a Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. This is a production of djbiblecoaching.com. Let's turn to today's psalm and dive in. In Mark 15, Jesus roars a phrase that is frequently misunderstood. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Even those who heard his cry misunderstood because they comment that Jesus is crying for Elijah to rescue him. Elijah had become known as the prophet who did not suffer death since he disappeared in a whirlwind. Some of the religious leaders had taught that Elijah would come back to save the righteous. At Passover, many would set out cups of wine for Elijah to see if he would come back. This seems to have been why, after hearing the cry of Jesus from the cross, an unnamed person offers wine vinegar to Jesus. The person seems to have been mocking Jesus. The idea that Elijah would rescue Jesus seems laughable to the people. And they seem to be waiting so that they can say, See? Elijah never came! These people are hearing what Jesus never says. Jesus never expresses hope in Elijah. What Jesus is doing in this cry is finishing the 22nd Psalm at its beginning. Though it seems strange, the last few chapters in Mark depict Jesus as embodying the 22nd Psalm in reverse. While most songs sound garbled if you play them in reverse, the reverse of the 22nd Psalm is actually a beautiful and clear message of what happens when Jesus dies on the cross. The 22nd Psalm ends by declaring what God has done, as the kingdom of God has been made known to many generations of many nations. This seems to have occurred from Mark 11-14. to Moreover, the mention in the psalm of the afflicted eating and celebrating with the worshiping congregation has occurred in those chapters as well. In Mark 11-14, to Jesus has been praising God in the temple with festival worshipers, just like the 22nd Psalm describes. Before the praises, the 22nd Psalm describes how attackers have come against the psalmist with swords. This is what comes next in Mark, as the temple guards and the Roman guards carry swords as they encircle Jesus like the wild oxen, the lions, and the dogs mentioned in the 22nd Psalm. By Mark 15, the soldiers gather to divide the clothes of Jesus, which is exactly what the psalm mentions. This act of dividing up clothes is what people do when someone has died. But the psalmist is describing what it feels like to be treated like a dead person even while still living. Another image of this is the counting of a person's bones, like a mortician does to a corpse. Still other images in the psalm are the piercing of hands and feet, which is how hunters would treat the dead body in order to carry the body home. And the mention of dogs also evokes what happens to dead bodies, because dogs in this area would gather around the dead bodies to lick their bones. 
These images are graphic in depicting what happens to corpses that have been abandoned after death. These images are applied to the psalmist before death, with clothes claimed, bones bulging, parts pierced, and scavengers surrounding. Jesus is treated in the same way. The psalm mentions strength slipping away like water being poured into the ground. The image here is of a drink offering, and the hope of the drink offering is that God will provide water needed to live. Sadly, the reverse is happening in the psalm. The heart of the psalmist melts, the strength disappears, the tongue dries up, and the psalmist is buried. The same is said of Jesus in the Gospels, who is left hanging until his insides fail and he is dropped to the ground. In these moments when death is approaching, Jesus or the psalmist are criticized. Earlier in the psalm is mention of snorting bulls and roaring lions, which are sounds that no one wants to hear because it means that no mercy is going to be shown by the attackers. That is what Mark 15 mentions as being spewed out by the religious leaders, by the crowd of onlookers, and even those who are merely passing by Jesus on their way into the city. Hatred is heaped upon him, and truly trouble is at hand. So a natural question to raise would be, why is God not intervening? Surely God sees the horror scene that is unfolding. Surely God has power to save. Surely God is not unloving. So why is God distant during this most desperate hour of need? The psalm mentions earlier how people comment that if one is committing oneself to God, then God can help. And yet those comments seem hollow when God is not helping. Certainly the words of the people are hollow when they mock Jesus for trusting in God. The people literally scoff with words that echo the psalm. Let's see if God helps him. The psalm and the Gospel of Mark also mention the shaking of heads, which is what people do when they cannot believe that someone would think or act in a certain way. Well, in Mark 15, those passing by shake their heads at Jesus. And so Jesus is connected over and over again with the psalmist in being treated like a worm that no one cares if it lives or dies. And the lack of action on God's part makes it seem like God does not care either. Such an action clashes with all the times in the biblical text that God does bring salvation. The psalm mentions all the ancestors who have received God's deliverance. If God can propel plagues and split seas and collapse cities and annihilate armies, is it too difficult to pluck a person from a place of persecution? The psalm mentions God being holy, which means that God is set apart for God's people, intimately dedicated to help them. So why would God wait and remain distant? It cannot be that God is unable to hear the cries for help, because the psalmist mentions crying to God loudly day and night, and certainly God would hear the cries of someone in need, especially if those cries come from God's Son. So if God hears, and God is able, and God is loving, the natural question to ask is why. That is the question that begins the 22nd Psalm, and that is the question that ends the life of Jesus, according to Mark. This question of why that the psalmist and Jesus both ask is not a generic why, actually. 
It is a specific why. The specific situation that both the psalmist and Jesus have is being released by God. The verbs in Greek and Hebrew designate the action of taking an object away from one's home, dumping it, and then leaving. That is how the psalmist and Jesus are expressing that God has treated them. Even though they cry, my God, and show allegiance to God alone, God has released them. Even though they long to be saved and brought close to God again, God has released them. And even though they are roaring to God who hears, God has released them. It is not like they were seeking help from other deities or from powerful leaders who were alive during their times or even a prophet like Elijah. Truly, the psalmist and Jesus are seeking only God. And yet God seems to have left them alone with their cries. The cries are for God to consider the cost of doing nothing. If God does not intervene to help, then God's reputation is at stake. God's reputation will be shattered because no longer can people trust that God is able to help. It will cost God severely to remain inactive. And yet the 22nd Psalm is not moving forward for Jesus from cries to salvation, but backwards from God's action of salvation to the cries about God's inaction. God does not act to keep Jesus alive. The why that Jesus asks goes unanswered. In the cry, Jesus experiences one of the hardest moments a human can have when God is not answering our cries. And yet it does not stop Jesus from singing to God again and crying out again before he dies. And according to Mark 15, the death of Jesus comes in complete darkness. When Jesus breathes his last and has issued his last cry, we are told that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That is how a mourner would express grief in this time, by ripping the inner cloth from top to bottom to express the agony at the death of a loved one. That is God's response to the cry of Jesus, why have you forsaken me? Though it appeared to Jesus as if God had forsaken him, God cries with Jesus. Instead of a verbal response, we are told in Mark 15 that God mourns. Mark 15 mentions three hours of darkness when Jesus dies. In Mark 15, the psalm is moving backward for Jesus. So if the psalm is moving backward, what comes before the first cry? Well, the heading of the psalm labels it as a mismore, which means plucking. And certainly there is a pulling tight and a releasing in the tone of the psalm. Even Jesus seems to have recognized that times of tension and hardships can lead us to feel like we are strings about to break. But it is the snap of the strings that can also make music. When Jesus quotes each Mismore psalm, he is asserting that he wants his life to make beautiful sounds of praise to God, even in the most difficult and straining of times. In this, Jesus is offering us a wonderful example. Have you followed that example recently? Have you sung to God when life becomes difficult? Have you praised God in the dark times? Even when we are attacked or suffering or dying, we can sing praises to God. 
we can let the plucking resound with praise, and we can await the light that God can bring, even to the darkest night. The heading of the 22nd Psalm does not mention darkness, but rather sunrise. The 22nd Psalm is to be sung on the doe of the dawn. The two words together evoke an image of a beautiful sight. Imagine searching all night for any movement, and then, right at daybreak, when all hope seems lost, you catch a glimpse. In this instance, what is seen is a doe, a female deer standing in the glory of the sunrise. Even just that one glimpse is enough to fill us with hope. Both the psalmist and Jesus are earnestly seeking any signs of movement by God. And just when all hope is lost, the dawn comes and God is there. Holy God, it is often so difficult to see your hand at work. So often... It feels like life is a mess, but it feels as though you are nowhere to be found. Stress, fear, and lies are surrounding me. Sometimes it seems as though they are all I hear and see. Sickness and death are everywhere. God, why are you far from us? Lord, hear our cries. God, would you please save us? It is in trouble that I turn to the only thing that I know, and that is to call on you and to praise you. I know who you are. You are a God who delivers. I often don't understand your ways, but you are in control. For kingship belongs to the Lord. Amen. Mizmor psalms are difficult, but can be helpful to sing when experiencing times of suffering without answers from God. There is a resource that can help us to embody this particular mismore in Psalm 22. It is a book by Thomas McCall titled Forsaken, The Trinity, The Cross, and Why It Matters. In this book, McCall explores the wisdom of various Christians throughout the centuries who have found significance in the cry of Jesus. McCall explains how in this cry, Jesus connects with those who feel forsaken, how Jesus is truly abandoned into the hands of killers, how Jesus continues singing and crying to God even on the cross, how Jesus has hope in God's salvation, and how Jesus faithfully waits for God to respond. Jesus had to wait three days for the dawn of resurrection to come. And you and I might have to wait longer than others, and much longer than we want, but God does come. And when God acts, even if all hope is lost and death has already occurred, even if we cannot see God acting, even when it seems like God has abandoned us, Nothing can stop God from bringing life and light, deliverance and delight, hope and healing. I encourage some reflective engagement with what McCall explores so that we can determine what responding faithfully to God looks like when we are plunged into darkness and feel completely forsaken. Thanks for joining us for 700 Seconds in the Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. If you would like to have episodes delivered to you as they are released, then you can subscribe to the channel or at djbiblecoaching.com.